ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. All righty, yes indeed, this is the WCHL Podcast, and I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry. No, Andrew, so there's a blessing. Um, we're still focused on the World Cup of University Hockey. Last time we talked to Mike Rivera the, on the coaching staff of Team United States. On this episode of the uh, Craptastic Podcast, we've got uh, former Missouri State coach and current head coach at ACHA Men's Division Two Drury. It's Jeremy Law for Team Canada. So uh, let's hear a horn, and then we'll get right into talking to Jeremy Law. Here we go. Hey, I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry. This is the WCHL Podcast, and on this edition of the WCHL Podcast, it's our great pleasure to have on here the new head coach at Drury University, the former head coach at Missouri State University, and the assistant coach for Team Canada that's going to the World Cup of University Hockey in a couple of days. It's Jeremy Law, all the way from Spring, Vegas. Jeremy, say hello to the people. Hello, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, Chris. All right, let's talk. Well, hey, it's thanks for making time out of your busy day. And I understand you got Cliff Cook there somewhere in the background. So yeah, Cookie does all my work. So yeah, yeah. So he's no he joke. took. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised he's not on here answering the questions for you. Just being the relay, <laughs> since he he does all the heavy lifting. All right, tell let's let's talk the elephant in the room. Um, since we've last met. Um, Jeremy Law and Cliff Cook have left Missouri State and they've moved across the highway over to Drury in Springfield, Missouri. Tell, uh, tell me what, what, what led into that. And, uh, you know, we don't need to get into the, the intimate dirty details, but just from a general overall perspective, what was it that made you move after six years at, uh, Missouri State? Yeah, no, it's a, yeah, we just crossed over the, the train tracks here, but, uh, I was, uh, you know, it was my, my last, my contract year at Missouri State. So um, we were kind of in the middle of negotiations for, you know, staying on or, or moving on kind of thing. And um, this opportunity at Drury opened up and um, I no ill will uh, towards Missouri State. They've been, uh, it's been a great place for me and I um, was so, so thankful for them and the opportunity they gave me there for such a, such a long time. So I think it was just kind of a, uh, new direction for me and, and maybe a new direction for them as well. And uh, I saw a uh, potential of jury here. They have a, a new program, obviously took some bumps in there in year one, but um, you know, it's a school sport here and I, a lot of benefits for me personally and my family, but also a uh, uh, potential to, to build a really strong hockey program here. And uh, that was exciting. That was, you know, the main exciting factor for me, was uh, you know trying to build a new program with uh, the tools uh, that they give me here. So very nice, very nice. All right. Well, Drury, yeah, last year was Drury's first year in the ACHA, uh, playing men's division two, and they took it on the chin most of the times. I don't know how many games they won, maybe a handful, but it wasn't many. Yeah, no, we we got some work to do, and I uh, 
one thing I do, I, I, I think uh, one of my strong suits is recruiting. And I think uh, hopefully I can, you know, bring in some new blood here. And I think our ultimate goal is to, you know, like like Missouri State's model, uh, eventually have a Division One and a Division Three team under the ACHA umbrella. And I know it'll take a while to get there, but uh, my goal is to, you know, bring in some new guys, change the culture here, and um, you know, really, really have a, have a better year this year for sure. Nice, nice. And you're going to be Jury uh, shares the same facility as Missouri State. They play at the Jordan Valley Ice Park, so uh, it's not like you're having to go to a whole different rink. You've been in that rink now for what almost ten years. Yeah, and so yeah, I started with the Springfield Express and then moved uh, moved to Missouri State. Now Jury, so I think I've coached. Uh, with the exception of youth, uh, every team in that arena in the last ten years. <laughs> You're about you've about tapped out all the all the yeah. teams there. Yeah, <laughs> all my options. But I yeah, it's great for me. I don't. Um, I'm at the age now, and I have kids in school, and uh, not don't really like the idea of you know packing up and moving. So I get to stay in my same home and uh, at the rink I'm familiar with. So yeah, that, that part's exciting. Very nice. Very nice. Now I got to ask you, you're moving from an ice bear to a Panther. Um, how, how does that work when the, when the ice bear and the Panther meet up, I'm not saying, you know, hockey wise, but you know, from a mascot perspective, I, which would you rather not run into? <laughs> it's, it's funny you asked me that cause my, uh, my seven year old daughter asked me which, uh, which one? Which one was tougher? Yeah, and I said, "Well, my my uh, my answer was that the, the bear wouldn't be able to catch the panther." So <laughs> she, she, kinda, <laughs> she liked that. So, and I I got her a new T shirt, and she's uh yeah she's she's proud of wherever wherever daddy's coaching. So. Well, hey, you know that that's probably the level of questions that I ask on these podcasts is probably like seven year old questions. So that's that's kind of <laughs> yeah, appropriate I was ready for that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I figure I wouldn't know if the panther was on me, whereas the big the big bear makes a lot of a uh, lot of noise. And there you go. Yeah. You know, I don't know that I'd want to run into either, but no, exactly. um, I'd probably I, I be think... I'd be dead before the panther got a hold of me, though. Yeah, and it doesn't just finish our schedule. It doesn't look like we're going to meet up with the with the bears this year, but that's hopefully a, a rivalry we can. Uh, uh, put together for the following year. So. Well, well, let's talk about that really quick. I don't want to. We know we're going to talk about the World Cup of University Hockey, but you're going from the world of men's Division One. I, I know that was a learning curve for you six years ago when you did well. Obviously, took Missouri State to nationals five out of the six years you were there. Or um, now you're at Drury, you're, which plays in men's Division Two, and men's Division Two is a total different world than men's Division One. There's uh, I, Chris, I had I had no idea how many Division two teams there were. So yeah, this has been a yeah a, a huge learning uh, curve for me. Just uh, un- trying to understand rankings and regionals and and scheduling. Uh, that was that was probably my biggest challenge uh, when I got hired on here a couple weeks ago. Was uh, trying to piece together a, a schedule that uh, was only about half complete. And uh, okay. finding out that uh, most teams are already completely booked for next year, so yeah, that was uh, that was a challenge. But I think we got it got got it in pretty good shape. So. Good, good. How many how many games do you have scheduled for next year, uh, season? We have uh, twenty eight games scheduled. Yeah, um, seventeen on the road and eleven at home. Okay, and, uh, we only kept one Division three opponent on our schedule. That's Arkansas. We uh, uh, just really tried to go after you know top top level competition at the division two level so uh we're going to be announcing our schedule i think tomorrow actually oh boy 
Yeah, so we're we're excited. It's complete, and uh, yeah, looking forward to a much improved schedule than, and, than we had last year. Yeah, yeah, you want to get the jokers like uh, Oklahoma State and uh, uh, some of those Texas schools off your roster and start focusing uh, off your schedule and start focusing a little bit north to the Illinois, Wisconsin, yeah. that little area. Yeah. We yeah. have a trip to Ohio and a, a trip to uh, Marquette, Michigan this year too. So yeah, we got we got some more northern teams on there and. Good. Uh, looking forward to so. Yeah, I, I, you know, you know me, Jeremy. We've talked over the years. I'm, I'm men's division one all the way through and through. Men's division two, men's division one offers an awful lot of structure, and it, it runs like a top because of that. And men's division two is the, I would say it's 180 degrees opposite. There's little to no structure. And it's just kind of a freaking free-for-all sometimes. It's uh, like the wild, wild west. And some teams some teams are very, very good and very, very well organized. And some teams are just absolute gong shows. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've been hearing. And we've, we'll try to hear a jury at least operate as professional as we can and, and bring in the best talent we can. And um, Cookie just corrected me too, by the way. I, I guess it's Marquette, Wisconsin, not not Michigan. So, I get that right there, so. good good thing he's there, else you would have ended up in Michigan looking for games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Head geographer Cliff Cook. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> add, a, add another title to his uh, to, to his resume. All right. Well, hey, let's let's talk uh, World Cup of University Hockey. You are the assistant coach. Uh, for Team Canada that's getting ready to go over to sexy Romania in a couple of days. Isn't that hard to believe? Your first game is literally like in nine and a half days. Yeah, it's it's uh, surreal. I, I uh, just starting to, you know, kind of get things put together and starting to pack. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. We're uh, heading over on Sunday to um, Albany, and uh, we'll be there for three days before we uh, actually – head out to Romania on the 12th. Wow. Okay. So the team itself is getting together in, in, in Albany, New York. Um, and I, I'm not shocked. That's where Paul Hebert is based out of. That's his rink that he runs there. The, okay. and he's the ACHA president. So it makes sense that he'll clear time for, uh, for team Canada. Have you, let, let's talk about this. You're on the coaching staff along with Mike Petruzma, who's the head coach at uh, Calvin university. Uh, Mike has been named the head coach. How were you um, and, and a guy named Jeff Beauperlant, uh He's the head coach, I believe, at Westchester. He's uh, he's also an assistant coach. So, if you would, Jeremy, just walk us through how you got selected and what that selection process was for being named as part of the coaching staff there for Team Canada. Yeah. So when I when I heard that we were um, going to do this tournament. I honestly think, Chris, I might have been you, was might have been the first person I reached out to and just said, hey, I'd love to throw my name in the hat. Um, you know, would love to apply for that that position. I knew they were going to take a, a coaching staff of probably three or four guys. And um, I think I also reached out to Brian Moran. And um, uh, from that point, um, probably I think it was a week or two later, um, I got a call from, from Mike uh, Petrushma over at, at Kelvin there. And he said he was kind of in charge of uh, solidifying his assistance, and he had a you know a handful of candidates, and um, wanted to kind of give me a quick over the phone interview. And I think we talked actually for probably forty five minutes to an hour, and just talked about you know coaching philosophies and um, you know just systems and stuff like that, and just kind of 
bounced some ideas off me from from uh, a coaching standpoint. And at the end of the phone call, he said uh, he had heard enough and he wanted to offer me the assistant position. And I, I was, yeah, I was like, I absolutely would love to be a part of that. So nice. Um, and then after that, he kind of, you know, we uh, needed one more, one more Canadian to join our team. And uh, originally we had gone after Kirk Handy with uh, Liberty there, but he had a family commitment um, uh, with his son, so he couldn't go and uh, ended up uh, ended up with Jeff. Very nice. Yeah, originally there was also a fellow named uh, Michael Joseph. He was originally named as the assistant. He's the head coach at Robert Morris University, and for whatever reason, I guess for personal reasons, he uh, he had to. Uh, uh, relinquish that role and so yeah that's how you jeff came into the into the picture and jeff made himself uh known he introduced uh he came over at, at nationals and introduced uh himself to brian and myself and some other folks and uh i guess was just shaking hands and kissing babies you know doing the, yeah. doing the political no, thing jeff and i i know jeff uh, one of my good buddies josh howji used to coach in fairbanks um, in the North American league, I would gone to a camp when I was coaching juniors and Jeff was working for, for him, uh, honestly, probably a dozen years ago. Really? So I, yeah, I'd, I'd met Jeff then and, uh, yeah, hockey's a, as you know, Chris, a small world and now we're crossing paths again, uh, coaching together. That's pretty cool. You know, I'm not, I'm not a hockey guy, uh, Jeremy, I've been told that. So, uh, <laughs> but, but I do recognize that hockey is a very small, small world. All right. So let's talk. That, that's pretty cool. Had you met, uh, you've met Bo Perlant before. Have you met, uh, Petruzma before? Or was that phone no, call the I, first? That phone call was the first. And, uh, we, uh, we obviously we've had several, you know, team meetings and FaceTime calls and, uh, coaches meetings since. So, uh, never met him in person, but, uh, feel like I know them just from all our phone conversations. So, All right. Very good. Well, let's talk about that. Um, you said you've had some uh, team meetings and stuff. Um, before we get into how the team was selected, I mean, wh- what you were named, I don't know, what do, you, what do you think, December, January, somewhere around that time frame? Yeah, I, I would say uh, beginning of December. I would you kind of you would think the ACHA communications guy would know this, but he doesn't. Yeah, no, I it sounds sounds about right. About beginning of December, and then we didn't really do much um, until until we got back from Christmas break in January is kind of when we first started, you know, putting together lists to try to select the team. Okay, and then um, and eventually you landed on a roster of twenty three. You've got three goaltenders, seven uh, D, and thirteen forwards. Yep. Um, well, if you if you if you don't mind, we'll walk us through the process of how uh, how those players were were selected. I figure the first thing you did was you just looked to see who's who's from Canada. Yeah, so that was the first thing Mike did. Uh, Mike Petrus, one of the head coaches, he put together a spreadsheet. Um, I want to say probably a hundred, hundred Canadian, eighty to a hundred Canadians on there, um, all all different levels at, at the ACHA, and um, we kind of just narrowed it down to, I think probably our starting mark was around the top fifty, and from that um, on that spreadsheet, we obviously uh, put the players um, rank or put them together in groups: goaltenders, defensemen, forwards, and. Uh, had their you know their current team their current statistics and then uh we just ranked them based on our depth and our experience and knowing them and whatnot so it was a little challenging because for me uh, i don't i don't know a lot of the teams out east and i haven't seen them so i'd kind of go watch a bit of hockey tv watch some film do the best i could and um so between us three the three coaches on the team 
we also um, gave them out to some other Canadian coaches in the across the country that helped us rank players like Kirk and um, some guys we trusted. So I think there was a committee of around seven of us that ranked players. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. On, yeah. Based on our depth and where we thought they fit in. And, and then Mike kind of narrowed it down. Um, I think our first, first list was around 28 players and we had to get down to um, 23. I, originally we were only going to take two goaltenders. So, we only had a roster of 22 and then Mike uh, convinced the committee to uh, we needed an extra goaltender of heaven forbid, you know, one, one got injured or, you know, had equipment malfunction, anything like that. So yeah, uh, we came up with uh, 28 names, narrowed it down to 23. Uh, that took, I would say that took about a month of kind of going back and forth, making sure uh, we all had our input. And um, I think, we had probably three or four players that uh, were on our original list of 23 that couldn't make it um, for whatever reason. So we had to dig into a few alternates and uh, I would say for the most part though, uh, 90, 90 to 95% of the guys that were selected are, you know, still coming on the trip. Very nice. Very nice. Out of those, uh, out of that group, the goaltenders, D men and forwards, which, uh, which group did you focus on first? Um, I, I, I think we all focused on goaltenders first. Okay. Um, I, this, I know for me, like being, you know, coaching, like that's always my main focus is making sure like we lock up, you know, the best goaltenders. And when I'm recruiting my team here at Drury or when I was at Missouri state, like you want to make sure your, your goaltenders are locked in. So, um, we kind of, we were, I was pretty unanimous, um, on our goaltenders. We didn't really have a lot of, uh, obviously, there were some other good Canadians that didn't get selected, but we all and it were in agreement with with the three we chose. And then um, yeah, from you've there, got, you've uh, got three studs in there. I mean, let's yeah. come on. You've got Noah Decotnies, who's the number one goaltender for Adrian. You got Zach Wixon, who last year was the number one guy at UNLV and is a more than competent one A for UNLV yeah. this year. And then you got Hunter Verostic, who's the number one guy at Liberty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, so that's have, that's yeah. you got three number ones right there. Yeah, we have uh, yeah very solid goaltending tandem for sure. And then uh, I would say defensemen were were probably the hardest for us. Um, I think there was probably a dozen that were like easily could have been picked. And uh, having to land on seven, there was I know there were some guys that uh, could have easily been been selected, but uh, didn't get that opportunity. Okay, all right. Well, I noticed on the list of defensemen, and we can go through it here in a, in a, in a smidge. But you, there's a WCHL fellow on there, JC Debecki from UCO, yep. is on that roster. There's also uh, Robert McCollum from UNLV. Um, you didn't see McCollum this year, did you? No, we uh, we I saw him last year though. Um, we played at UNLV last year yep. uh, when I was with Missouri State, so I, I knew of him then. And obviously, JC Debecki. Uh, see him four times four times a year and then also uh, for the last four years I've seen him three years I've seen him four times a year and then also uh, prior to uh, coaching at Missouri State I coached against him when he was in El Paso uh, with the Rhino so <laughs> lot, seen JC a lot yeah. a lot of familiarity there are there any other guys uh, on the team Canada roster that uh, go back to your that you've seen from your junior coaching days no um not not so much. Drew Carter, um, kid from Kelowna, BC. I, I know him well. Obviously, my family's in BC and Penticton. 
So I, I knew Drew Carter from from juniors up in Canada. Um, so that would be another guy. And then obviously Josh Olson, who played for me at Missouri State this year. Yeah. Um, you know, knew him very well, obviously seeing him every day. So Okay. Um, yeah, but other than that, um, there's a lot of guys I haven't seen play and just looking forward to uh, getting up there. And uh, it's always been a goal of mine to to recruit a, an all-Canadian team, Chris, as you know. So uh, so be so be nice to actually be a part of coaching and po- coaching one. There you go. That's very nice. So you've got seven D men and thirteen forwards, and like you said, the only other three three you have three players from the Western Collegiate League. Four actually. I'm sorry, uh, Wixon and McCollum from UNLV, uh, Dubecki from UCO, and as you just mentioned, Josh Olson from Missouri State. Um, so you got thirteen forwards, and you've got some studs there on the forward line. I, I mean, let's you know before we get to the forwards, let's talk about the demon because the demon yep. you've just got some killers. You got Eric Soar and uh, Braden Pollock from Minot State, national champions, and uh, Greg Susinski from Jamestown, who is uh, he was the my he plays for uh, in the B conference, and he was the uh, MVP for the B conference playoffs. And then uh, you've got, uh, we talked about Debecky McCollum. You've got a kid from Adrian, the Nolan kid, and then Timon Prexler from Maryville. Yep. I mean, what, tell, tell me there, why in the world did you pick somebody from John Hogan's team? I mean, was that just a <laughs> bone that you had to throw to Hogan? Did, yeah, no. Is this, I, uh, is this Team Canada no. sponsored by Hogan uh, Transportation or what? <laughs> yeah, I, after this call, I might make a call about that. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no it's Timon's a, a great player. Uh, we played against them this year four times, and um, he was he was on all the coaches' lists. So he's a yeah he's a he's a good player, and uh, yeah he is for, for a sophomore. So uh, he was he was well deserving of of the positions. Well, was there anything in particular you were looking for from your defenseman, um, yeah, or so were you we, just looking for stats? No, we were. So obviously, uh, playing on the big ice surface over there, we were looking for good skating defensemen. So. Uh, we're looking for, you know, more, more of the, you know, slender, good skating, offensive minded defenseman. And I think that's kind of what we got with our seven guys here. So, um, I think physicality is important, especially, uh, being team Canada, but on that big ice sheet over there, I think it's going to be more beneficial to have uh D that can skate the puck and, and, uh, move up the ice with it rather than, you know, the steady stay at home, uh, big bruising defenseman so yeah that makes a lot of sense i mean dubecki and and susinski clearly and even mccollum i think they they fit that mold pretty well they're they're damn good skaters and they're really good with the puck soar as well pollock to me seems like he's more of a kind of leans more traditional um but uh yeah it makes sense and obviously timon is uh he runs the show up there at Maryville from the from the blue line. So that's uh, you, you've got a pretty stout uh, defense core that that's there. No, absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to. I I'm not sure yet. We kind of haven't gone back and forth, but on on what role you know uh, I will have, what role Jeff will have. But originally, I, I was going to run the D, and if that if that sticks, I'm looking forward to working with these seven guys. So very nice. Now you have two guys from Minot. Um, are you, are they, do you know, are they defensive pairs for Minot or? So they were, um, for most of the year they were together. And then obviously on, um, they were kind of anchored both two different power plays. And then, um, I mean, yeah, they, they'll be familiar with each other for sure. And, uh, if we keep them together or split them up, I don't know the answer yet, but that's something we'll, 
something we'll definitely look at for as far as chemistry goes. Well, and the reason that that leads me into the forwards, because you've got three forwards from Ohio, you've got three forwards from Minot, you've got uh, two, at least from Adrian. Um, so, uh, heck, heck, you got four forwards from Minot. So was that a, a consideration when selecting the forwards as well? I don't think so, so much, Chris. I don't think we, uh, I, I know for me anyway, we, we just kind of looked at, obviously, these are top players on top teams in the country. So uh, we knew they had the, the ability to, to, to be on this team and uh, put guys that put up points. Um, as far as like line chemistry and stuff goes, I think we'll try to figure that out when we get to Albany. And I know we haven't even really discussed putting together lines yet. We're going to kind of get the guys on the ice and then have a couple meetings in Albany. So we're, we're planning to have three practices uh, in Albany before we leave uh, for Romania. And then uh, once we land in Bucharest, uh, we have a practice uh, just a few hours after we get off the off the flight. So uh, we should have four practices before we uh, even get to uh, uh, Carta. And then once we get to Carta, uh, I think we're going to have one more practice before uh, the round robin starts. You've got some studs on forwards, and it shouldn't be a problem putting the puck in the net because you've got uh... – uh, a star freshman forward, Luke Reeve from Ohio. Um, you know, there may or may not be a release coming regarding him uh, from the ACHA. Um, you've got Brad Fortin from uh, Jamestown, who is the uh, uh, B Conference Rookie of the Year um, from uh, in the MCH. And then you've got these other guys that are just giant, and they're uh, they're their national champions you've already mentioned drew carter but you've got davis sheldon carter barley and joey moffat all from uh, uh all from minot state yeah. and then matteo de julio who you know only seemed to score you know a goal or two a game for adrian especially during this most recent nationals i mean holy smoke you guys are going to be or team canada is going to be loaded up front it may not be enough yeah. pucks on the ice <laughs> i'm excited uh definitely excited for for what we have and uh, just hope that hope that we we mesh together well. That's always something you never know until you get the guys together on the ice. And um, but yeah, as far as on paper, we got we got the talent for sure. Tell me about Josh Olson and what it is that you think he's going to bring to to Team Canada. Being a Missouri State guy, being his coach for the past few years. Yeah, um, well, he he was a guy I was real high on recruiting to Missouri State. He had some BCHL experience, playing at a very high level in Canada. And uh, when he came to Missouri State, um, and I think Josh would agree with with me. He uh, he he struggled a little bit early, and um, not not so much his level of play, just putting the puck in the net and, and scoring. And um, he uh, he always played with energy, and was one of the hardest working guys we've we've ever had at Missouri State. So, but uh, towards the second half of the year, it was actually our weekend in Alabama in December, right before we went on break, he kind of turned a corner and really started playing with confidence. And, uh, I would say the second half of the year, um, he was, you know, a, a dominant forward for us. And, uh, I would, you know, are, you know, argue to say one of the, one of the best forwards in the league. So he was a goal a game for us in the second half. And, uh, just for, like I said, like it was night and day difference. Once he, once he adjusted to the the college style of play in the Western Collegiate Hockey League, um, I think a lot of guys underestimate the coming from juniors and coming from a high level juniors. Like, kind of underestimate how how good our that league is. And uh, I think once he figured it out, like I said, after Christmas, he was 
he was uh, just an outstanding player for us. Nice. Very nice. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing what Team Canada can do. Now, let me ask this, because uh, I'm, you know, I, we've already established I ask about seventh grade uh, level questions or seven-year-old level questions. Um, I, I know from, or in years past from dealing with folks, uh, I know that there's a, a, a nice kind of a... Uh, playful rivalry between Western Canada and Eastern Canada in the style of play that uh, both sides of, or both areas play. The, the, you know, the Saskatchewan, Alberta, Manitoba, BC, they play a more of a rough and tumble, yep. um, you know, true grit kind of hockey. The, uh, the pansies from Ontario and the, uh, and the Maritimes, you know, in Quebec, they, they're all skill and fast and flashy, like, uh, like the flower Guy Lafleur. Yeah. Um, so it, I mean, is, is number one, is that true or am I just making stuff up? Number two, is that, uh, anything that you're concerned about here with this or does, uh, all of that kind of garbage get tossed aside once you throw on the maple leaf? I think there's a little truth to, to that, especially in the leagues. I know growing up in Canada, uh, growing up in Saskatchewan and Moose Jaw, like like you said, Saskatchewan, uh, Manitoba, um, the prairies there, um, it, it is, it's, it's much tougher leagues. I mean, hitting, fighting, uh, the farm boys. Um, so yeah, the, the hockey um, in in middle of Canada and the mid or middle provinces is, is a tough I, a much tougher. I mean, guys, when I was playing, like when I was 12, 13, 14 guys, you know, I had full beards, facial hair. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it, it, it is different. I, it's, it's the farm boy mentality, Chris, up there. So I know like Saskatchewan players are tough for sure. Um, and then moving when I was 15, we relocated to BC, British Columbia and the BC hockey league is, is just a ton of skill. Like the amount of talent, um, you know, finesse and talent. I'm, I'm not saying guys aren't tough out there, but uh, it is a much more skill league and okay, uh, more skating, you know, skill league. So um, I think there is some truth to that for sure. But uh, there's always exceptions uh, to those rules. I mean, you got you got some skill guys in in uh, Saskatchewan, and you got some some tough guys out in BC. But for the most part, the leagues, you know, the the leagues that those players are in are kind of shaped the way they play. Well, and, and the only reason I bring it up, it's, you know, it, it was immortalized, uh, you know, with the Miracle on Ice team from the 1980 U.S. team. You had guys from uh, New England that, you know, were forced to mesh with guys from the Minnesota area. And there was, you know, distinct rivalries between the two uh, geographic locations in the States. And I, I've, I, you know, but they eventually, you know, the story is they eventually get along and they go win the whole damn thing. Um, I, got to figure, you know, even though there's different styles of play, um, you know, from the West to the East and even on the coast, um, you know, all that stuff gets thrown aside for uh, national pride and let's go win the whole damn thing. Yeah, I would think so. And we're, we're pretty well spread out over, over Canada, just kind of looking at our roster here. Um, so I think we're going to have a collection of kind of everyone and then everyone playing, you know, ACHA in, in the U S here has kind of adapted to that style of game. So I think, um, you know, I don't think it'll be, I think the biggest adjustment will be playing on the Olympic size sheet. And, um, like you said, when you have a kind of like a, for lack of a better word, an all-star team, all, all these guys are used to being the, the go-to guy on their team or the top players on their team. And you get a whole collection of these guys together. It's, 
might be a little challenging to, to f- you know, find roles for everyone or, um, you know, kind of have everyone, you know, like you said, gel as a team. So, Have you had, um, since the team has been named and since the players have been selected, have you had team meetings with the guys or are you going to meet for the first time in Albany when you get together? Yeah, we did. We had a team uh, Zoom call uh, this past Sunday. That was kind of our first uh, all together on, on the on the phone just uh we did introductions and got to know the players a little better and um kind of just went over some you know some scheduling stuff and itinerary stuff and um but as far as like team play and systems we'll we'll go over that first when we get to albany and start practicing okay all right and do you have uh i don't i'm not asking you to to, uh to tip your hand here or anything but do you and coach petrusma and coach bopalant do you guys already kind of have an idea as to who you want on the on the penalty kill? Who you want on the power play? Who's going to be? Who's going to fill this kind of role? Who's going to yeah, fill that role? Yeah, not so much yet. As far as personnel, we have talked about um, what systems we're going to run. Um, you know, who's going to be in charge of um, special teams, faceoffs, you know, forechecks, stuff like that. So we're going to kind of delegate. Uh, just you're you're there for a short time, four four or five practices. So there's a lot to do. I think our mentality is. Uh, have structure, but try to keep it simple. So we're not, um, you know, all these guys have played at a high level and they all, I mean, they're all skilled and, and good enough hockey players with good enough hockey IQ to, to for us to be able to say, hey, we're going to do this and they can adapt. So I think we're going to keep it fairly simple and, and just delegate between us three coaches uh, what we're going to focus on and uh, just put structure together that's simple and easy enough to learn in four or five days and then let these guys go out and be creative and, and do the work on the ice. Well, well, let's talk about that because you're, as we talked about at the at the head of the show here, um, you're literally, your first game is in nine and a half days. You're going to meet, you know, for the as a group for the first time uh, this upcoming weekend. And you're going to, there's not an awful lot of time for you to get together, meet, try to install some sort of system or culture or whatever it is you want to call it. Um, and then, and then heck you hop on a plane, you travel forever in a day and boom, you're in Bucharest and bussing over to, to Carta. I mean, how that, that accelerated time frame seems like it's going to put a lot of folks at a, at a disadvantage or it could, I mean, how are you, how are you and the coaching, the rest of the coaching staff going to try to combat that? I, I think it'll be a lot of, uh, on the fly stuff, Chris. So I know like literally when we, I, I leave on Sunday, the ninth, we're meeting, uh, the coaches are, we're meeting at, uh, for breakfast on the morning of the 10th and our first practice is that evening. So we'll put together a practice plan. I, I know just the first time on the ice, we'll probably just do a lot of flow and get, get the guys, you know, some guys have been off now for a few weeks and even, even some of the guys that weren't at nationals even longer. So I think just the first, the first time we'll get on the ice and, probably not do a lot. And then uh, a lot of our time will be uh, spent on, you know, meetings and off ice uh, classroom stuff just to go over our, like, like you said, our systems and, uh, and then piece it together in the next three practices. So okay. uh, we're going to have to all be adaptable and uh, we won't be able to cover everything we want to, but I think if we hit the main components, you know, having a couple different four checks to run a D zone coverage, you know, neutral zone, four check, neutral zone, um, you know, back check and um, just piece those things together. We'll be, we'll be fine. 
Wonderful, wonderful. All right, well, that's that's kind of cool. I've, like I said, these they, they've been playing hockey long enough. They'll they'll figure out what to do. And you guys have been coaching long enough. You'll figure out what to do. Yeah, so, pretty cool. Well, I, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, super super excited. Well, let's talk about the the group that Canada is in because unlike the uh, U.S. group, the Canadian group kind of seems like it got a an easy pool, an easy draw. I would say um, Canada is in Pool B. And Canada comes in ranked number two, apparently. Um, and then you've got the Czech Republic uh, ranked number six. You have Poland at number 24 and the host Romania at number 24. I probably yep. said that wrong. Poland was 20. Um, so you've got two, six, 20, and 24. You look over on Pool A and you've got USA, Sweden, Slovakia, and Hungary, four, five, eight, and 22. Uh, here's my first question to you, Jeremy. Do you have any idea where these silly rankings come from? No, no clue. I was wondering if they were using the ACHA computer. So. <laughs> hey, that at least has rhyme or reason. <laughs> I know, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm just, trying to, I'm trying to I'm think here. Listening. How do you um, go two, six, twenty, twenty-four? I'm going to presume Russia I, is number I one. No, I have no clue, and I—that's the first I've even heard of the rankings that, you, that you're telling me. Now, uh, so. All right. Well, hey, so. those are. I, I get those directly uh, from the World Cup of University Hockey uh, social media, and they're okay. they're bragging about uh, you know international rankings, and I'm like, wait a second, how? I'll, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I'm uh, yeah, it does seem like yeah, our our pool is, but I mean, you're gonna have to beat the best to win. So yeah, uh, whether we play them in pool or you know whoever, I, I don't know. We don't know what a lot to expect from these other teams we've tried to i know uh coach petrusma's tried to watch um some some footage some film from over there and it's kind of tough with uh not knowing um you know what what players they've pieced together and where from so it'll be kind of uh i know he's been over there uh, part of this tournament three different times so really uh, yeah uh yeah he's been with the acha and uh, probably before my time chris but i i know they've done some some other tournaments like that overseas. Interesting. Now, let me ask this. I, I thought, and I'll, I'll tell you, I talked with uh, Mike Rivera from UCO uh, the other day, and I thought rosters had to be finalized um, pretty recently or like a, two or three weeks beforehand. I had asked uh, Mike, you know, if, you know, let's say something happens, somebody pops positive or gets sick or, you know, has something awful happen in their family and they can't go do you have a, an alternate? And he said, no, 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 we, you know, our rosters had to be firm. We've got 23. And if something happens to one or more, then we've got to go with what we yeah. have. So uh, the, the reason I bring that up, the rosters for the other teams that are in your pool, Romania, Poland, and Czech, have you, uh, have you been able to check yeah, those out? Sorry, or do you Chris, leave that to you broke, you broke up a little bit there. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, that's better. There we go. All right, so my question was, the rosters had to be uh, set a couple of weeks ago. Have you had an opportunity to look over the rosters from Romania, Poland, or the Czech Republic? No, we, we have not yet. I know that's one thing we were planning on doing when we, uh, when we sat down in, in Albany was kind of go, go over those rosters. And, um, but, yeah, we, we have not had a chance to go over that yet. Okay, so you don't know if you're playing guys from – college or if you're playing guys that are playing in the khl that might be quote unquote in school somewhere right yep no <laughs> we're still a little a little blind going into this for sure all right that's fair that's fair 
All right. Well, um, now the way I understand this tournament, you're guaranteed at least what four games is it, or is it five? Uh, guaranteed five. Yep. So yeah. there'll be a three three game round robin, and then uh, semifinals or um, kind of a, a B side there, and then uh, uh, finals, which we obviously hope to be in. Yeah. Uh, if not, it's a consolation game. So. All right. Very nice. Have you had an opportunity to look over the uh, the Team USA roster? Yes, uh, I think that'll be uh, obviously a really good roster as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, us being Canadian, uh, that's our <laughs> our biggest rival, and uh, we're we're hoping to to meet up with them uh, in the in the semis or the finals there. So yeah, I would, I'm I'm kind of hoping that uh, it's a all ACHA affair in the in the World Cup final. Uh, that would be great. Team Canada versus Team USA. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, very good. Now, have you done any research on uh, what to do in Romania when you're not uh, coaching or the any like delicacies to try or to avoid or what? No, I, I haven't, Chris. I'm just kind of, you know, planning on being zoned in and you know, full time with the hockey here. I know we do have a day off, so I'm, uh, we're going to get together and figure out what we want to do with the guys. And um, But uh Right now, we're just kind of focused on the hockey side of things, and I know our hotel's right right beside the arena, so that'll be nice for guys to, you know, walk over and watch other games if they want. And uh, we do plan on having, you know, a classroom session every day and uh, team workouts, and uh, yeah, just just being fully engaged in, you know, going over there and trying to win this tournament. Now you're you're going over there as part of uh, part of the ACHA. You've got Team USA going there, 23 guys and three coaches. So there's 26. You've got your 26. Um, and then you've got a, a, a half dozen or so knuckleheads from the ACHA that are heading over there. The, you're going to get to rub elbows with some, uh, with some soaring eagles because you've got yeah. Craig Barnett, the executive director, who will be over there. Um, ACHA president Paul Hebert will be over there. Um, then you've got uh, Brian Moran, the the great communicator himself, the ACHA Men's Division One com- uh, Commissioner. He'll be there, along with yeah. the Doctor of Hockey, Al Murdoch. Um, are, 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 do you have any? And then you got two other guys, Pete Carson out of Durham, North Carolina. I guess he'll be the equipment manager, and Rasty McGibbon. He'll be the team doctor. Um, and those guys are in the dual roles for both Team USA and Team Canada. Do you have any plans to, uh, or or have any uh, inclination to grab one or more of those guys and pull them over to kind of help you out? You know, put shift some of their burden, some of your burden onto them. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I looking forward to meeting you know meeting all those guys, the ones I haven't met, and I know I uh, already uh, Brian already gives me gives me crap a lot on the phone. So <laughs> um, I uh, I actually called him when I when I switched over to jury here and wanted to let him know um and he was like yeah well it's, it's unfortunately it's too late for me to fire you for the world cup of hockey but uh, <laughs> so he, he's always giving me crap but no i'm looking forward to to you know meeting the the brain trust there and um you know rubbing elbows with those guys well the only reason i ask i know that barnett's a canadian from uh, ontario even though he's here in the states now and i know that uh the doctor of hockey himself is also a canadian so i figure uh you know, with Moran being uh, an American, with Hebert being an American, and who knows about Rasty and this other's equipment dude, um, I figure you might be able to conscript uh, at least two of those guys over to the uh, Team Canada side and let them yeah. say, hey, it's, focus on be, us. Yeah, it'll be it'll be worth a shot. I know uh, 
when we got the itineraries, I, I was like, uh, seems like uh, someone, one, some of the American guys made the, made the, we got the, we got the late, the late practices, the late flights, the late, uh-oh. <laughs> late team meals. So yeah, there's already a little bit, uh, we gotta, we gotta twist some, twist some arms over there. <laughs> okay. Well, I know that, um, and I don't want to get into the specifics because of security concerns, but, um, I know that there are, um, you know, in the world that we live in today, there's travel issues, um, you know, with uh, internationally, especially since you're going over to that part of the world where there's a little minor conflict going on right next door. Um, is that something that uh, that that is on anybody's mind other than, you know, kind of keeping the travel uh, uh, itinerary close to the vest? Yeah, it's it's been it's been brought up for sure. Um, but uh, I think um, we've kind of been reassured that the, the location we're going is at least at this time uh, seems to be completely safe. And um, so we uh, yeah, we'll just be it'll be a tight tight itinerary just from getting off the plane and hopping on the bus and getting, you know, after the practice, getting right to Carta. So, um, it's, it's been brought up, but nothing that, uh, um, I hope we're not being, uh, you know, negligent too, but, um, you know, just, uh, going there and focusing on the hockey. And They're not telling anyone not to not proudly wear the maple leaf or to kind of tone it down no, and wear no, muted colors that, that or anything hasn't been brought up. So, um, I, I, I am pretty sure we'll be in our, our team Canada apparel. I know the guys are expected to wear the track suits and stuff like that. So, um, we'll be representing our country and I, that hasn't really been something we've been told not to do. So cool. Very cool. Let me ask this in, in your career, you've been around hockey forever and a day, even though you're only like 29 years old. Um, <laughs> I wish. Tell, tell, tell me, I mean, have you, is this the, the first time where you get to represent uh, your country on the international stage or have you participated whether as a player or as a coach um, in, in an international event before? Yeah, I know this is the first time I'll be going overseas to, to represent my country for hockey and, um, I've played, you know, I've been on team British Columbia. Um, I've done some stuff, you know, with hockey Canada from a, from a provincial standpoint, but, uh, never, never on this, on this level. And, uh, yeah, super looking forward to this opportunity and, um, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't be more proud to do so. Have you figured out the time difference yet from Springfield to Carta? I, uh, I've been told it's eight hours here from, uh, from Springfield. So when we play, um, I will have a couple 5 a.m. games, Central Central Standard Time, and then oh. a home game. So, oh, yeah. that's yeah. brutal. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at uh, your first game against Romania is um, uh, the, the night game. It's at 8 yeah, o'clock so Romania be, time. So that'll be noon here, Central Standard Time. And then the Saturday and Sunday game against Pola, Poland and Czechia is, will be the 5 a.m game so ooh, man that's that's early morning for that seven-year-old to watch her daddy coach yeah i know she'll she gets up for school around six so i'm sure they'll kind of check in and see how see how i'm doing but all right um, i know she'll be watching well folks if you want to watch the uh, world cup of university hockey you can uh look online at sport.vicket.com it's sport s-p-o-r-t dot v-i-c-k-e-t dot com um that's where that's the streaming partner for the world cup of university hockey it's a pay-per-view type of a thing so it's five dollars five euros per game if you want to watch them on an individual per game basis but they also offer uh, packages where you can 
pay, I think it's 50 euros for the whole, for all the games from the event, or you can just buy uh, five game packages for just your team. So if you're only interested in watching uh, Jeremy Law coach for Team Canada and that's all you care about, you can buy a, I think it's 20 or 25 euros. I don't know what that translates into uh, for dollars or loonies or anything else, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's similar. You know, five bucks, your five euros is got to be close to five bucks Canadian and five bucks American. So, and then, uh, yeah, the, the ACHA, uh, you know, the, the Twitter doofus that runs the, uh, that helps out with the ACHA men's D1 account, he'll probably be um, uh, tweeting along, uh, updating folks on both Team USA and Team Canada. And uh, I know the World Cup of University Hockey has its own social media, both on Instagram and um, Facebook and uh, Twitter at WCOUH2023. So uh, follow along to those. Uh, all right, Jeremy, I got to ask. I mean, Springfield, I mean, just going from, I mean, I'm just thinking out loud, thinking as I'm not Cliff Cook geography major. I'm not that high level just yet. But <laughs> Springfield to Albany to Bucharest to Carta. That seems like an awful lot of um, not necessarily international, uh, you know, airline hubs. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, are you going to also have to take a uh, like a uh, an ox and a cart um, from from one of these locations to get to where you're going? Or Albany yeah. just seems out of the way. I, I mean, I get it. I get it. It's free ice, and it's the ACHA, and it's free well, ice. I was, so. I was surprised too when we got our itinerary. Um, we were, I just said like walk from the baggage claim to the rink, uh, to meet. And I'm like, what, what do you mean walk? Like we got hockey bags and I had no clue. It's like literally a five minute walk to the, to the rink from the baggage claim at the Albany airport. It's like Drury and Missouri state. They're right across the street yeah, from one yeah, another. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was yeah, surprised, but I'm not looking forward to the, the 10 hour flight. And I got a, just a lot of travel coming up with, I got uh, obviously a trip to Romania and then off to Naples uh, the week later for um, the the ACHA conferences and yep. coaches meetings. And then I got a Vancouver recruiting trip, a Vegas recruiting trip, a Chicago recruiting trip. So a lot, a lot of travel coming up, but I'm not the, I'm not the best flyer. So Uh-oh. Well, what, t- tell me, I mean, I, I just flew for the first time in like three years. I'm not, I'm, I'm not scared to fly at all. It's it's not. It's just I'm six foot four and uh, two hundred, you know, two hundred twenty pounds. So I'm just like I don't feel like I ever fit on a uh, on an airplane very well. Your your so, knees your knees are are not uh, airline friendly, huh? Yeah, no, not at all. And I'm I'm pretty sure uh, uh, the ACHA didn't purchase us first class tickets. So. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, that's I, this, this was the first time I flew recently up, obviously, to go to Boston. And, yeah, my knees uh, cramming into those itty-bitty tiny seats. Um, man, I'm, I'm still trying to get over My left knee is still trying to get over it because the, the, those seats in front of you, they don't offer an awful lot of leg room. Yeah, no, not not looking forward to the ten hour flight, but I think once uh, once we get over there, it'll it'll all be worth it. Very nice, very nice. All right, Jeremy. Well, hey, best of luck, safe travels. Uh, download some movies or some. Uh, I mean, what what do you what do you do for? I, I will I will catch up on my uh, uh, WCHL podcast, Chris. <laughs> I am so sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> hey, listen, we're we're gonna miss you in the WCHL, but I have a funny feeling we're uh, we'll we'll still stay in touch. Hockey is a very Absolutely. small world. And, uh, 
Yeah, well, who knows? I mean, there might be, a, depending on how Drury does over the next few years, there might be a conference in their future. We'll see. Absolutely. So, well, that's that's that's, uh, that's the plan, Chris, and we'll be in touch for sure. And uh, uh, nothing but a great thing. The Western Collegiate Hockey League was, was honestly the best hockey level I've ever coached at. So, uh, whatever. Come on. No, I'm serious. It's a it's a, it's a very good conference, and uh, that's that's one thing I will miss for sure. Well, we'll miss uh, having Jeremy Law and Chief Geographer Cliff Cook around, but uh, yeah. well, we'll still yeah. we'll still poke fun at you every now and then. He also wanted me to correct you on uh, Czech Republic is uh, Czechia now, so. It's Czechia now. Well, listen to him. <laughs> Holy smokes. Little did I know that we were going to get graded on this thing. I mean, I know, I know. had I known, I would have studied. Jeez, <laughs> Czechia. Very good. Well, hey, uh, Jeremy, thanks so much for being on this uh, craptastic edition of the podcast. I'm sorry that uh, you're going to have to listen to this. This will definitely put you to sleep. That's for damn sure on the plane. <laughs> but, uh, too. Yeah. Hey, safe travels and uh, best of luck to Team Canada, at least until you run into Team USA in the finals. And um but let's let's hope everyone over there. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, both ACHA teams bring back some uh, some hardware, some medals. That's that would be great. Absolutely. Well, thanks for thanks for having me on, Chris. All right. That's Jeremy Law from Drury University, formerly Missouri State, but now let's most importantly Team Canada with uh, the ACHA going to World Cup of University Hockey. Hold on for a sec. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey. Let's do that hockey. Yeah, Chance, let's do that hockey. All right, that was Jeremy Law from Team Canada. Kind of interesting. Uh, Listen to this podcast. Listen to the Team United States podcast and uh, see what you think. See who's a little bit more prepared, Who's if they're prepared the same. Sounds like they're both going to have some great teams. The ACHA is going to have some great representation over in Carta, Romania. All right, the World Cup University hockey gets underway April 14th through the 19th. Each team is guaranteed five games. The games are broadcast live at sports.vicket.hockey, I think it is. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll put the, pod, the, the link up on the podcast for the Twitter, but it's sports.vicket, V-I-C-K-E-T. I think it's .hockey. Um, but anyways, it'll be up there on the, the ACHA men's division one, uh, Twitter. It'll be on the WCHL Twitter, the Western collegiate hockey league podcast, Twitter. It'll be all over the place. It's pay-per-view if you want to watch the games and remember they're like eight or 12 hours ahead of us. So, uh, you know, get some, take some naps during the day because we're going to have to get up, uh, nice and early, uh, or stay up through the night to watch these games. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Thanks for uh, your support of the WCHL, of the ACHA, and uh, let's uh, go Team USA. Let's go Team Canada. Let's hope it's a Canada-United States uh, matchup in the finals for the World Cup of University Hockey. In the meantime, stay safe. Take care of yourself. Take care of one another. Be kind, and let's uh, talk some hockey next week. Take care.